Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You are listening to the Rap Podcast, the place for the fans' point of view for Welsh Regional Rugby. You can contact the show by emailing welshregionalpod at gmail.com. And your hosts this week are Dan from Cardiff, Carwin from the Ospreys, Lee from the Scarlets, and as always, Finnair and Naffle from the Dragons. Okay, hello and welcome to the very first episode of what we hope to be a very long and, you know, exciting uh, experiment, because <laughs> that's, that's what it is at the minute, um, of what, what we're calling the, the, the rap podcast, which is Welsh, so it's two R's in there, Welsh Regional Rugby Podcast. And the A can be whatever you want, boys. Okay, so that's that's kind of what we're calling it. That's where we're coming from. It's just about a couple of us getting together every week and having a chat about Welsh rugby because you know in Wales we don't do that enough. We don't talk about the game. <laughs> so, um, with me on the podcast this week, I've got Dan from Cardiff. Say hello, Dan. Hi, Ellie. How are you? Good, mate. Good. And I've got Carwin from the Ospreys. Your turn, Car. Hi. Yeah, how are you, Lee? Hi, listeners. <laughs> and uh, and we've got no one from the Dragons because they fannied out. Um, so just in the same way as Dragons teams fail to turn up for matches, uh, we, we've got no one from the Dragons yet. So if anyone from the Dragons is listening and anyone from the Dragons wants to get involved and anyone from the Dragons thinks, cheeky bastards, they shouldn't be saying that about us, by all means, come and have a go. Because trust me, we're going to rip the piss out of you this week, guys, because you're not here to defend yourselves. So, you know, strap in if you're a Dragon supporter. By all means, shout to whatever device you're listening to it on. But um, do get in touch because, you know, it's going to be a rough ride for you. This going to be a rough season for you this, this year, but definitely going to be a rough ride for you this week. So 
just before we crack on with everything, guys, just really going to explain what we're trying to do. And it's just, you know, this isn't about taking life too seriously. We're, we're going to have a bit of a laugh. We're going to have a bit of a, a joke. We're, we're going to take the mickey out of each other. Um, rugby's a passionate game, so there's going to be swearing in there. If, if it's, it's, you know, it's a, if you've got young kids, chances are time to, to take a bit of time away from the young kids and listen to the podcast. But, um, you know, it's... Uh, it's a passionate game. It's a game in well, we in Wales, you know, it, it stokes the passions and the amount of times you've been sat in a pub next to a guy and you'll have a you know, full on absolute hammer and tongs conversation about a game and stuff. And then you just get up and you carry on with life. So, you know, that's what we're trying to do. And it's about getting everybody involved. So if there's something you want us to talk about, guys, you can email us on Welsh Regional Rugby Pod at gmail.com so provided i've set that up correctly <laughs> that'll work and we can have a chat about uh what, what everybody wants to have a talk about next week so with that said we've we've started kind of pre-season uh Ospreys have had a couple of games dragons have had a couple of games cardiff have had a couple of games and scarlet have had a game so just really want to talk about how pre-season has been and and where we think it is. So, gents, I'll open the floor up to you. How's, how's your pre-season going so far? Well, I think I should start really being an Ospreys fan, considering we've won them both, to be honest, Lee. Um, you, know, you know how you guys are getting on. Um, how did I know against... that was going to be the first thing? That you... <laughs> the, well, an Ospreys fan you know, wants to boast about winning. You've got to get in whenever you can, haven't you? Um, but like you know, we, we played Harbury first there, and it was a good it was a good warm up to be honest. You know, we had a lot of young guys playing as well. There's some more experienced guys uh, taking the field, you know, and to get some good tries at the start of the season before you know before all our internationals come back as well. I think I think it's really good, and then obviously moving then on to uh, Northampton, a, a lot you know a lot tougher opposition there down at the brewery field now. Last Friday night, you know, we came away with a win at the end of it, and and still, again, without all our Welsh internationals, you know, I think it's 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 promising for the season ahead, especially when they're integrated. I know it's it's always been tough, and this is just my personal opinion with the Ospreys, regardless of when we had the money in the team and we had the big internationals, you know, from all over. I think whenever up until the season, when it was Six Nations time, we ended up playing the likes of Munster and Leinster away. It was like it was happening all the time. And, you know, we'd have 12 boys away at the time, you know, and this has been the last 10 seasons. So for me, hopefully the change is there now. I think the WIU has spoke about change there when there's going to be no fixtures during the Six Nations. Um, and I, th- I think that's a positive in a way. We'll see how it goes this season. Where I think it's a fairer playing field then. You know, we'll have all our boys back in the squad, hopefully fit and firing. Um, but I think it's... Like last last season, I think was a especially coming back at the end when we beat the Scarlets again, you know, to to that place in Europe. Um, I, I think it was very good, you know just good good for the region as a whole. To be honest, you know, it's it's promising going forward. We've got a lot of young lads. We haven't made a huge amount of signings ready for this season. We've got young Jack Walsh come over from um, from Exeter. Um, I just think it's promising for the season ahead. I'm not saying we're going to win the league by any chance. You know, we've got some great teams out there. The South Africans are on board now. And, and obviously the likes of Leinster, Munster and Ulster. Um, and if I'm honest, I wouldn't put any of the, the Welsh regions in the top four at the moment. Well, maybe the Ospreys. But, uh, you know, if we can get that top four and, and get a playoff, brilliant. 
But oh, uh, you good. know, we'll just see how it goes. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Um, I'm looking forward to the start of the season as a whole. To be honest, I don't know what you boys think of how Cardiff and, and the Scarlets will get on. We know the Dragons will end up, which will be above the Scarlets probably. But uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how we get on. You see, Dan. Uh, I'll, this, I'll let you see your thoughts on that. This is what I was saying to you, Dan. Yeah, but the danger of letting Ospreys fans talk. Yeah, and then you end up with that load of drivel. It's all of me. <laughs> well, the thing is, we, we got off. We got off load sometimes. We got a heavy load in the back with all that silverware in the cabinet. <laughs> You know, so um, I mean, I think you won the league once, didn't you? Yeah, the, the Ospreys have got a star on their badge for the Welsh Shield winners last season. <laughs> <I didn't. laughs> well, if not, they should because it would just look the part, I think. Um, <laughs> so, how many boys actually came in over pre season, over off season? Yeah. There was a couple of young uns, weren't there? But there was no like, there big was a couple names. of young uns, a couple of from the academy. Um, no big names by any means. It was a young, uh, young lad from Leinster, but he signed. Uh, he signed last year. He had a couple of games there. Um, I forget his name. Uh, Hickey, Will Hickey. And, and then I say you've got Jack Walsh there. But not many at all. I mean, when you look at the Dragons now, all right, WIU sponsored, you know, they've, they've signed so many players. They signed 13 you know, players. Oh, yeah, uh, 13. And, I, and this, you know, they're still not great. But I don't know where the money's coming from. I don't want to get into the finance of the things just yet. Like, but um, they seem to have that fund in there, whereas the other regions don't. But um, they also I, got I rid know. of. They also got rid of um, eighteen players, and that made the space for for you know within payroll. That's that's where it came from. But yeah. imagine bringing in thirteen players at the start of the season, and then going Not exactly right off, off your go boys play a game. You know. That's a, well, a lot of those boys, the other lads, lost their jobs, you know, or they've gone down to the lower leagues. Yeah. Um, well, I tell you what, I, I was, was surprised with the Ospreys. Um, that young number eight that was playing for under 20s last year. Oh, we, Morse, Morgan Morse. Is he the one that's gone to an English side? Oh, uh, no, that's the uh, Morgan Strong's gone to Amp. Ah, so Morgan that's Strong. One. Yeah, I had the first name right. But it's, yeah. I, I think what I noticed with Toby Booth is to be fair to him, he is bringing a lot of young players through. And I, think, I, yeah, think, I think he's very, I think he's very astute, to be honest. I think that's um, where he's got to be in future, isn't it? I think they're yeah. Well, they're, between him and Mike Ruddock, so when Mike took over, um, he wanted to put in place what Leinster have put in place, um, and which is what Mike was doing with Ireland in the twenties and Lansdowne as well, mm. um, I believe, and he wanted to bring that sort of game plan ethos into the Ospreys in which him and Toby have sort of worked together with to transition onto the pitch. Mm. And at the moment, with the young lads coming through, I think that's going to, that's going to show now in a couple of seasons' time, I think we'll have a stronger region. Well, you couldn't be much worse, could you, mate? I mean, let's be fair. You know, you're still the Ospreys, <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> I mean, jealousy is going to get you nowhere, mate, I tell you. <laughs> no, I, I, you to no be fair. for the rest of the season, either. <laughs> but to be fair, you know, I think all regions are in that place where they've got to start looking at the academy. They've got to start looking at how they bring players through. I think the WIU have got to start doing that more, you know, how they support more players through the academy. And because those days of bringing in, you know, 10 bloody New Zealanders and a couple of South Africans, they, they're gone. And they, you know, I think. No. Cloud cuckoo land. If we think that you look at what's happening within Worcester, and wasps are in even more debt than Worcester, 
and you yeah. think, you know, something's not right with the game somewhere. Something's got, yeah, something's gone wrong. You know, something's gone yeah. wrong somewhere down the line. Yeah. Um, but you say that now, like in Moffat there all those years ago when he introduced the regions, you know, he's held his hand up since saying, do you know what, I think I got it wrong. It should have stayed at club level, you know, which doesn't really affect the Scarlets or the Blues because they're still Cardiff and, and Tenetley, to be honest. You know, whereas Swansea and Neath, and then you got Newport and dare I say Ebervale or whatever, you know, all all in one, in one there. But uh, you know, if you if you took the Ospreys back to the North, for instance, and you know, invested in the infrastructure there, you have a good good stadium there, get the crowds, the crowds would be there. You'd have 10,000 10, every week easily, maybe twelve. You know, when you go to the Liberty, you're not filling it, and you know the players are seeing that, and I think that's also reflecting on on the on the game as well, like you know. Um, this is how you wind up a Cardiff supporter, as you as you call them the Blues. Am I, am I right there, Dad? <laughs> as my well, eye starts twitching every time. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 what are they now? Are they Cardiff RFC? Like the Dragons have gone back to RFC, or, or, or they're just the Blues, or are they Cardiff? Just, just Cardiff. Uh, everyone calls them Cardiff Rugby and full names them, but I don't know why we had rugby as if, as if we should be like Cardiff football or something. But, but I, I, I think I think next ball. season they might be Cardiff RFC from what I hear. They might go back to the like the old club badge and everything. Right. Okay. But they, isn't their new uh, away kit red and black like similar to the Scarlet's old kit? <laughs> no, it's, they're, they're old Cardiff away kits were red and black. Right? And that's what they're based on. Some nineties yeah. kits, yeah. the old Nike ones. Oh, Isn't it well, based on the last? The based on like the last time Cardiff won or, or did well in the European Cup before English it's, teams came in, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's twenty five years. It's, it was uh, they we got to the semi final. I think they played back. Yeah, ninety seven, ninety eight. Um, and I th- I don't know. This is slightly before my time, but from what I'm told, got robbed by the referee. So standard. Yeah, they, played, <laughs> uh, they, they played played to lose in the final, didn't they? Uh, yeah, that was the very yeah. first one. Uh, no, Bath, Bath, sorry. Bath no, it did play to lose in the first final. And then yeah. the kit this season is based on the 97, 98 one where we played Bath in the semi-final. Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. So you're, you're showing your colours here as a true Cardiff supporter, Dan, because you're already blaming the referee and we haven't even spoken about <laughs> last week's game, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Carwin, what, what did you reckon of Friday's game then, mate? What, as in, is that giving you anything for what's going to come for the rest oh, of the season, do you think? Look, you, you know, you, you could never judge on pre-season. You know, that's just all the lads are getting a run out. You know, they're, they're putting some you know, practice into place. Um, I, I don't know, you know, going forward, I think our first game's against the Scarlets, I think, isn't it? Oh, um, yes. You know, and, and that'll be the first test there. Um because I, th- I think even the first game, I'm not sure we'll have all the internationals back. But like I said, we're building a decent squad there who've played the majority of last season together. Um, you know, there's a couple of good tries there. Um, but I, I, I just think, I think going into the start of the season, yeah, the friendlies are out the way. Great, serious business now. Um, the big boys will be coming in. So what about Cardiff then, Dan? Because there's, there's no way of, Getting away for that's that's a kick in an arm. I couldn't I couldn't be more opposite in terms of optimism. <laughs> <laughs> I, couldn't, 
I was, I was sick of preseason at halftime. <laughs> I'm sick of the new. I thought after the end of last season, oh, I can't get worse than this. Life's a long preseason now. They've been in for months, and by halftime, I felt like it was last season again. <laughs> Oh, God, I, I was an at Gloucester on Friday, so I followed on Twitter. And must, the takeaway from the first half, <laughs> the takeaway from the first half was that we got to the 22, two or three times, scored no points, didn't take any opportunities, give away a few penalties in midfield. Gloucester got into our 22 three times and scored from three driving malls. And at that point, I was like, I'm sick, I'm sick of this season now. That's, that's good for me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll call this one off. I'm going to try again next year. And but, did, uh, did, did Cardiff, sorry, did Gloucester have many of their first teamers? I, I know Cardiff didn't. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a little bit of the thing from this preseason is that obviously the English teams are a slightly different point to their preseason because they start the league proper next week, don't they? Yeah, so like a week They're, ahead, they're like sort of fine tuning, and Gloucester have played. Uh, they definitely played Munster already, and I think they might have had one other game as well. Um, yeah. And uh, that was our first hit out. And yeah, they had sort of Chris Harris outside centre, Adam Hastings at 10, Ackerman was captain. Yeah, they're building. Flanker. They're building. Yeah, and, and we had, from what Dai said, the 27 man squad was the 27 players available for us. We had no, <laughs> nobody, no travelling reserves or anything like that. Everyone else was yeah. either an international or injured. So slightly different oh, points to preseason, but. The only positive I can think is that Cardiff have been preseason world champions a number of times. <laughs> yeah. we, we've beaten Exeter, we've beaten Bath, we've pushed the Harlequins close, and and then had dreadful season. So maybe this year we're doing the opposite and sort of binning off preseason, saying, "Oh fuck that, we'll leave that where it is and, and push on in the season." But I think I'm grasping a bit. Oh, absolutely. But you look at the players that that have come on board over. You know, off season, just the back row players that mm. that Cardiff have recruited, and you think, you know, this this is this has got to go well now. You, do you know what I mean? You cannot screw this season up with yeah, that think... many international players. Or is that going to get no. mentioned? You know what I mean? Someone mentioned that we created the two centre system, and now we're going to try a new formation of sort of fifteen back rowers just to see how <laughs> it goes. Jackal across the pitch, win all the penalties we can go for. Yeah. What's the name? What's the name of the big Tongan boy you got now? Um, Timani, Lepeti Timani. I bumped in. Trust me, he's not a boy. He is absolutely massive. I saw him the other day. Big man. Yeah, but then he's. This is one of the things I was I was looking at the way the Irish sides played the other day and compared up front, and it's kind of across all kind of four Welsh regions, they are just so much more aggressive up front. Mm. Do you know what I mean? There's uh, if you've seen the clip of um Etzbeth from the um South African game and oh, yeah, Street, yeah. you know, and that fire in his eyes and he's really you know, he's got it by the throat and you think, Christ, you know, somebody needs to get in the middle there, but I, I certainly wouldn't, yeah. you know. I wouldn't have either, no. Yeah. I, <laughs> do you know, have we, have we lost that from uh, from Welsh rugby? Do you know what I mean? You you would have been it there. seems like it's sometimes men against boys, doesn't it? You know, that's my feeling on it. When I, when I see, like, you know, the teams, like the Welsh teams, maybe playing the English teams, it's like they are literally men against boys. Hmm. You know, and there's some big lumps up there, and they are aggressive. Um, the thing with, our lads are just quite nice lads in Wales. I think that's the thing. I I quite like 
I quite like all of the Cardiff players. <laughs> like, I, I don't have a problem with any of them. Uh, you go they, for a you know, cup of tea come, with them, wouldn't you? Yeah, they come in for a chat after the game <laughs> or whatever. But, but what they don't do is no one sort of, like, drops a shoulder on someone off the ball. Or so no, no one, no one, you know, when we're counter-attacking or someone, no one puts a blatant block in midfield to create a gap or anything like that. Yeah. There's no nastiness yeah. about them. And I think if you look at some of the players that we've like really liked from Cardiff and across the, the Welsh regional game, particularly the foreign players, they've all, they, they've all had that little streak about them. I think there's somebody like, like yeah. uh, big Nick Williams at Cardiff, you know, I, I hated him before he came here because a couple of seasons ago, we were over in Ulster and he drops shoulder on the back of Patchell at a ruck. Um, and I think, I think Patchell then ended up in hospital that night or something. He's still but then when he's, it, mate. Yeah, yeah. He's still out because of when it. He's, <laughs> when he's on your side then, Big Nick, you fucking love him because you know, yeah. he's like a proper bully of a bloke. He's put, like, putting the team on his back, carrying them forwards. And, and that's what we miss from some of these Welsh lads who are just like, you know, I'm not going to say like they're mollycoddles or anything like that, but they just seem to be brought up in a nice little bubble where they're the best rugby player in their village. And, and that sort of does for them, really. That's it. It's like we're like, you know, Talupe, a lovely bloke, great rugby player, but he, I mean, he doesn't have to have that edge. He's just a great player. Yeah. Then you have the likes of Xavier Rush. I mean, geez, what an animal. Like, yeah. You know, head down, off you go. Good luck if you stood in his way. Mm. So, with some of those younger lads coming through, like, same with Scarlett, same with Ospreys and and Cardiff, saw it against uh, Gloucester. Some of those younger lads coming through, I mean, the skill level. Is you know you can't fault that skill level, but you know I was, I was watching um, one of the Munster. I saw a couple of clips from one of the Munster. I think it was Munster. It was one of the Irish sides, and they brought this kid on, who was uh, he was like a tree, <laughs> he was like a hundred year old tree, and he was just massive, and uh, it was like I think he was like a five foot chest. Do you know what I mean? He was just like a walking barrel. And the kids sounds 18. like a monsterman to me. Yeah, but he's like six foot six, about forty-two stone. And he's like, oh yeah, he's eighteen. He, he he couldn't train with us on Thursday because he had to go and get his, his A level results. You know, what you're like, yeah. And that's I, the I, that's the other thing. We don't we don't produce like massive people in this country necessarily either. Like hmm. we we produce some strong people. But we don't, we're not, you know, you don't get many six foot six, 125 kilogram blokes coming out of Wales because just genetically, it doesn't seem like who we are necessarily. Well, like, look, I've got my boy into rugby now. And, and when he was born, he said he, he's going to be about six foot six. Well, there you go. Perfect. He, said he, he said he wants to play for Cardiff now. And not oh, the I've already signed him up. <laughs> <laughs> well, the way your injury list is, you might need him for next week. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. So, before we move on to the cream of the crop at the Scarlets, let's let's just have a little chat about the Dragons. And you know, to be fair, they they should have beaten Bristol. I'll I'll say that to them. They should have beaten Bristol last week, and then this week. The story of Dragons last yeah, ten years, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It is. Should have been. Could have. Should have been. Could have been. Would have been. Yeah. <laughs> but to lose twenty-eight twelve to Wasps, um, you know. That's, it wasn't a great game. It was it was very disjointed and it was very kind of uh, it, it felt like a training game, but you're still pushing wasps quite close. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, look, you know, I, I've got a soft spot for the dragons. I, I like to watch them play. I've always liked the underdog, and I always like I, I you know egg them on like, like come on, you know, because sometimes they play some crack in rugby sometimes, 
it's just you know I, I watched him over um, play Leinster a couple of years ago in the RDS. I was like they got absolutely creamed, and but it wasn't for lack of effort. Yeah, you know it was just it's just there's always something missing. You know, there's just at, something missing. Look at that missing. squad this year. Their first choice team is probably the best, and their second choice. I think they've got two players in each position who are quality players. Like yeah. they can name mm. two decent fifteens. They've got nothing under that. Like mm. if you look at. I look at their their team that played on Friday and they had Lewis Jones starting a nine who they signed from us over the summer. Yeah. And and Jones, if he was still in our squad, would probably be our, our fifth choice nine. And he's yeah. he's yeah. there at the moment, he's their probably third choice, but who plays quite a lot because they're the Dragons Argentinian bloke Bertrand. Yeah, Bertrano, yeah. He's, he's away a lot. So Jones is going to be in the squad. And you know, that's where they are because they've got no money to buy any depth. They their third choice lads are other teams. Fifth choice, and you're saying about Lee about their 18 players, and I was just looking at the list of players who've left, and it's the clubs they've gone to, like a good three quarters of them have gone to the semi-professional game. You know, they haven't yeah. been signed by another professional team because they're just not at that level. Yeah, but I think it's like the third or fourth time that I can remember where there's been a big clear out at the Dragons, mm. and and you can't keep doing that. You know what I do know about the Dragons is that. Of all the academy, like they won the under 18s um, cup last year, um, and, and they were far and away the best under 18s that got put out. You know, they, they, they were the best team by far. I know that they, their academy, they run their academy differently to everybody else, so they don't sign players to their academy. You're kind of in the academy and you're expected to train in the academy. And uh, after three or four years, if you're any good, you get signed for the senior team, sort of thing. But they, they've got some really committed youngsters. Do you know what I mean? You, you, you've got to really, really want to play for the Dragons. And then you think at some point, you know, where are these kids going? Because they've been like that for the last three or four years. And those players should be going, so they should be starting to make an impact on the senior squad now. You know, like we've all said, you know, Osprey's bringing players through. Blues, Cardiff, bringing players through. Funny enough, I was just looking there and I didn't realise that Osprey had uh, Sam Moore on the books from Cardiff. Yeah, well, he, he was one that came from away, wouldn't he? But he came up through Cardiff, went away and then came back. And now he's... No, he's, he, um, he, he was never, a sale, wasn't he? Yeah, he's, he was from up north when his old man went to rugby league, I think, wasn't he? Yeah, they, yeah. They, uh, they, there was um. So he came to us just before COVID, um. But I, I, I don't know. I think it's an odd signing for the Ospreys, that because as far as I can tell, he's knackered. I mean, he he played, probably started two games for us in two and a half years. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, I, I was. I, I thought I don't yeah. know if he's, he's, he came to us with a serious knee problem, and I don't think he's ever really recovered from that. So I, yeah, I, I, no. maybe they're taking a punt on him because if he if he gets fit, he'd be a good player. But yeah, that, he played that, well for he, sale. Yeah, that if he gets fit tag has followed him around for about four years now, I think. Yeah, he'd fit right, right into there. the Ospreys, eh? He'd be, <laughs> he'd be starting 12 next week. Well, look, you know, we've got we've got tips back now, so that's our third choice outside half. You know, um, <laughs> I think, think we've got this, some good lads coming through. I think the point is, though, is like when we're name dropping you know, players in our squads, Dragons can't really do that. Do you know what I mean? Because mm, right. everything's such a big turnover in the Dragons. You know, it's like 
did they stay at the end of last season? Did we bring somebody else in? Who's who? And and it's hard for supporters to get behind, you know, thirteen new signings. It's hard to get behind that many new faces straight away. I don't get me wrong, Dragon supporters, they they're off their bloody heads. A lot of them, and they they really enjoy it, and they will give it a big one. But I just couldn't. Yeah, I, I, do I don't know how they do it, honestly. I don't fucking yeah. know. If, yeah. Like for the last three or four seasons, they they when they play Cardiff, they 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 could have had a couple of wins there. So we we play them twice a season. They they could have had four or five wins from those seven or eight games. Mm. But they, I don't know, I don't know how they managed to do it. They managed to beat themselves at some point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't. Honestly, I'm watching some of these games. I'm thinking, honestly, I don't know how we've won that. Like, I, I have no idea. We played them in that Rainbow Cup, that dreadful thing when COVID oh, was around God. and stuff. Yeah. And we had we had one of them 20-minute red cards um, when they were a thing, uh, which was, they were shite anyway. But we, we, we were playing dreadfully, had a 20-minute red card, and still managed to win the game somehow. Like, yeah. I do not know how they managed to beat themselves up every week. I, I think it's just a culture thing there. It must be so difficult to get, get that out of your head and thinking, oh, we've yeah. blown this position so many times. Because yeah. they have got some cracking players in the squad, like you know, and and they proper workhorses as well, like. And mm. I think, I think once they click and they get that run of games, I think they'll be a hard team to beat. But it's just they've got to get that culture in there and and turn it around, you know. But well, I think uh, Dean, Dean, uh, Dean Ryan, I think he is the man to do it at the moment. The, the only the one thing I would say for the Dragons as well is that out of all the players who've signed for Welsh regional teams this summer, um. I think Co Tompkinson, the lad from the Highlanders uh, in yeah. the centre, is probably the most exciting, and and he's yeah. gone to the Dragons. So no, I if agree. he can if he can stay fit and they get sort of 15, 16 starts out of him, that could be that could be a real big boost for them because twelve such a key position as well. I think for for their team, um, that, he could be that, for the Dragons. Really I think he could be for the Dragons as uh, Regan King was for the Scarlets. Mm-hmm. He seems but, that sort of player. I think that I think you hit the nail on the head there with that. How many starts you get out of him, mm. you know? Because like Cardiff have got Liam Williams, but okay, you know he came back to the Scarlets for two seasons and played six games at first, I think, over two seasons. And you're like, and as much as we loved Liam Williams, and you know every support, not a single supporter had a, a bad word to say about Liam Williams, and and never would. But when you talk to people about, you know, he's he's gone to Cardiff, and people were a bit like, yeah, okay, not, uh, you know, uh, and I think it's how many of these big name players you actually get on the park regularly, and and in theory, Dragons should week on week be able to put more of those big name players on the park than anybody else. Do you know what I mean? They they, they should. Well, because they've got this a, is the a... problem, Lee. Sorry, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, oh. but I think this is the problem. Like, you know, when it's when there's WRU contracted players in the 60 cap rule, like you look across the border there, and it doesn't matter if you're playing for England, you're playing for us next week as well. You know, you're paid to play the game, and that's why they got strong teams. Yes, mm. you get people get injured, that's the nature of the game, but um, mm. and, and you do have to look after the players. I understand all the concussion things and, uh, around that as well. Um, but the players sign up to the game, know what they're they're doing. They they play it because they enjoy it, but they do know the risks. And yeah, you know, play week in week out. They've got the great, the great medical help there now. If they get it, like pick us up niggles, and, you know, after a game, 
they're normally better by the end of the week. You know, get on with it. That's, you know, that's the thing that underlines all the conversation on Welsh teams, isn't it? Is that our primary purpose is not actually to be there to be competitive in the URC, is to make sure that players are ready to play for Wales. And yeah. that's that that's where like that's that's rubbish for us who want to see us our teams do really well week in, week out. But the sad reality is that our, our main thing, so right, with Cardiff signing Liam Williams, obviously we're not going to see him much. And it doesn't it, it's not a signing that particularly bothers me because of the way the funding or the payments work. You know, we're getting a, a decent amount of money from the WRU that we otherwise wouldn't have had to to yeah. pay him with. Mm-hmm. So it's not we're not we're not losing anything money wise. But you know, when he's going to play, is he going to disrupt the flow of the squad by coming in every now and again and playing you know three or four games and then going back out again? You know, we'll, we'll probably see him two or three times in October. Then he'll go off to the Autumn Internationals. Then we might see him two or three times for the Christmas derbies. And then he'll go off to the Six Nations, and then we might see him two or three times at the end of the season. And in between that time, you know, we're going to get settled with another player playing fifteen in that back three. And is he going to yeah. disrupt that coming in then? And yeah, he's a great player, and if when he plays, he'll he'll bring something. But does it disrupt the flow of the season as a whole just to get him ready for playing for Wales rather than for us to be competitive? So that's, so, that's I mean, sort of the shit circle that we're in. Yeah. You look like you know. If Cardiff put their reg- those players in regularly, you've got a back three there, Liam Williams, Josh Adams and uh, Owen Lane. Yeah. I mean, Jesus, uh, any any team would want those back, those three in the backs there, like, you know? Um, and I just I just think, like, you know, the regions of the horses and the WRU is the rider, like, you know? They're yeah. in charge. And there's no, doesn't seem to be any leeway at all, like. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it'll ever get sorted, to be honest, but I, it I is re- a shame because you go on. I reckon at the end of this season, the WRU are going to start pulling players out of fixtures simply because we've got a World Cup coming up, you know, and yeah. and depending on how the Six Nations goes, you know, if we have a good Six Nations, it'll be a case of wrap them up in Cottonwool because yeah. we don't want any injuries. If we have a crap Six Nations, it'll be a case of, right, we need these players in camp for an extra week or an extra two weeks ready for the World Cup. Do you know what I mean? I just think yeah. we're going to get shafted, which is... Uh, like, you know, we, we all love watching Wales. We all want us to do well in the Six Nations of the World Cup. But to be honest, the regions come first. They're, they're the, the, the the blood, the lifeline of the Welsh rugby. You know, there's this week in, week out stuff. You know, and well, I, I we'll, don't know. We'll talk a little bit about that later. But we we, <laughs> we haven't touched on Scarlet's preseason so far, and obviously, you know, we saved the. Best oh, I thought we did, but it was very short, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just, nothing much to see here. <laughs> I'm just going to go with Fafita. Thank you very much, lovely jubbly. We're all happy. Um, uh, and I think you know, I, I watched uh, the the Scarlet's game uh, on Friday. I thought we we chucked we put twenty eight players on the park, you know, yeah. and and you could see that at the end of the second half that there were a couple of players going like, oh hello who are you <laughs> nice to see you yeah. sort of there do you know what I mean so uh, I I said before that game on Friday I'm not going to put too much emphasis on preseason because it is about putting out a lot of players that will fill in through the season. Um, I think we put a lot of players on the park on, on Friday that we'll kind of we'll see bits and bobs of through the season. And I'd much prefer that their senior team debut came 
against Bristol Bay's pre-season Friday night rather than Leinster in the middle of December when it's lashing down with rain and you're 50 points to nil down. Do you know what I mean? It's you, That's part of the game now, isn't it? You've got to manage those players through. But, you know, we, we signed one player in, in off-season and that was Fafita. And, oh, oof, well, you know, what an impact. <laughs> you know, he was, he was only on for the first half. The, the guy made an impact and we're fans are happy. Um, I think everything I've seen coming out of pre-season with Scarlett has been happy, smiling faces. And we, and we we didn't see that before. We didn't see that with Delaney. Dwayne came back last season where we nicked him off Cardiff because, you know, why would you want to go to Cardiff? You know, it's... <laughs> Well, to be honest, why would he want to leave Ulster for the Scarlets? You know, there, hey ho. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know, he came kind of halfway through pre-season last year and didn't really have a chance to put his stamp on it. This year's got a stamp of Dwayne Peel on it. It definitely has. So everything I've seen coming out has been quite positive. It's been quite um, upbeat. Not been, you know, you always get kind of rumours about so and so's not happy or so and so's lamped someone or all this kind of stuff. None of that. It was all uh, big, smiley, happy faces. Um, and I'm, I, I was okay with the the, the the Bears game. I think I don't know why, but I think someone's nicked the tackle bags at, at Park Scarlets. I think there's no tackle bags. We don't we don't bother doing any bloody defence training sometimes by the feel of it. We just go, oh, they got the ball. Oh, okay, well, we'll start again with a kick-off then, shall we? Let's, do you know what I mean? It's If we can sort our defence out, I think we're going to be uh, easily above Ospreys. You know, that, that goes without saying. But Well, I'll hold uh, you to that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I thought, you'll need a strong defence to keep us out, boy. <laughs> Oh. oh, two weeks, fella. Two weeks, yeah. We got two weeks, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I, I'm quite positive about the season. But then we we started the day before, so we we beat Leicester away at pre-season last season, and uh, it all went kind of shit from there on. <laughs> it went downhill. How many, how many games did you win last season? Oh no, that was the Ospreys. We only won two the season before, wasn't it? Yeah. I'll be quiet about that season. They're COVID, though. A lot of them real with COVID. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> when, when was the last time you boys won anything? Uh, you know, when, when was your last bit of silverware? Uh, was that we when won we the, won the, the, uh, the, the Welsh or? Shield? The Welsh Shield last year. <laughs> <laughs> when, when, we, when we picked the Scarlets to the European place. We've just you know been what, shining yeah. all our European trophies for four years. <laughs> <laughs> Some old bloke in the back going, I remember when. Yep. <laughs> oh, dear. So, right. So, time to put your knobs on the chopper now, boys, right? If, come the end of the season, where are you expecting your 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 sides to be? In the league, with, give me a number of where you... I'm not, I'm not expecting Cardiff to be higher than ninth. I think no, no, I think right. if, <laughs> I think if we Sorry, if we if we push for for eighth in that last playoff spot, then that would be if someone offered me that right now to sneak in by one point on the last day of the season, I'd be absolutely chuffed with that. <laughs> I, think, I think that would be a hell of a season. But no, I I all I'm mainly after is 
is finishing above the Dragons for this season, to be honest. That's quite a low starting point for Cardiff. But anything, anything think, else is a bonus. Yeah, as, as long as we don't come bottom of the Welsh Shield table, I'm happy. <laughs> and the and the Uni, where do you think the Scarlets will come? I'm, I'm quite hopeful because... I'm we looking forward got... to this, go on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll record we this have... particular bit. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't got that many Welsh internationals in our squad at the minute. Um, we've got quite uh, a lot of non-Welsh players there, and I think when when we did win the championship, it was we won it over the period where we were still playing through the Six Nations, and everybody else was depleted. And I think we had like six internationals or whatever, and we just kept playing with, you know, the, the, basically the same side. So I I, I kind of get that feeling that if we can through the autumn internationals and the the um uh six nations i think if we have a good run then we may well be pushing top three top four i think we will will come above two irish sides that's that's my prediction above two irish sides i don't know where but i think we'll come above two irish sides there you go. That's, that's, a, a, that's, a, that's a massive one, to be fair. That's a, that's a huge yeah, sorry, I'm still in that. shock. I'm still in shock. That's why I was quiet for a second. Um, <laughs> you know, you'd be lucky to come above the Scottish sides, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. Well, they have played well the last couple of seasons as well, mind. But for me, and, you know, I wouldn't expect anything less than a playoff place this season. And that's honestly, you know. However, um, I mean, they'll probably end up fifth, but I, I, I expect them to be in the playoffs. I, I can see the Ospreys great. pushing for the playoffs. To be fair, this year, I think if if they get that backline moving a bit, then yeah. then they do have a chance to push on. The Scarlets, the Scarlets' defense is a massive question. I mean. They've they shipped off the defense coach in the summer, did they? That old Leinster yeah. bloke, and they got well, Gareth it? Williams in, who, yeah. as, as far as I can see, has no senior defensive coaching experience. Um, so I, I don't know. I that's a huge gamble. That I think to to ask him to run the defense. Um, yeah. If 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 the Scarlets make it, it would be a hell of a season because I think they're going to be beating teams sort of forty five, forty four most weeks. <laughs> that's how they're going to have to do it. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's going to be the most the most incredible season uh, results wise. But I I don't know. I, I think it'd be great for Welsh rugby to get two teams in in the playoffs. Absolutely, um, and, absolutely. And that would be a massive boost. But I, I I think there's for both the Ospreys and the Scarlets they could do it. But the Ospreys have got a big question mark over that attack. And the, well, the Scarlets let, let, have got let me give you question mark let over me, the defense. Let me give you this what I think could be the starting back line for the Ospreys. I won't go into the forwards, it's not my not my area of expertise. But um I think you know when you've got Reese Webb and then you've got um oh my god Chicken, Gareth Anscombe. Anscombe. No, yeah, you've got Gareth Anscombe there, you've got Owen Walking, George North, Alex Cuthbert, Max Nagy, um, you know, Luke Morgan, or, or you've got uh, Keelan Giles there. That's a hell of a back line. I, I I think they've had the personnel though for probably a season or two now. It just they get seem- together. They just seem quite conservative in the way they play for the Ospreys. They, yeah. they kick a lot. They uh, play off the front foot uh, quite a bit because the pack's good, but they don't seem to take advantage of that. So I don't know. I just if that if they can kick, if they can kick kick on, but 
because Anscombe looked really good for Wales, I thought, over the summer in particular. He yeah. looked back to getting back to his best after that injury. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. They just, if, if they can put some attacking rugby together and, and score a couple more tries, because I, I don't know what the stat was with their try bonus points, but I think it was relatively low the Ospreys last season. It, it was. And, and that was, I mean, if we had got the bonus points in the games we could have got them in, yeah. we would have been in the playoffs. And so I think that's, that's where they need to, to focus. And, if they do, yeah, if they do string that together, they'll be definitely pushing into the playoffs. And if they can get a home quarterfinal, that would be massive. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So the, the big yeah. question then, boys, is Dragons, will they come above or below Zebra? That's, that's, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's, well, that's the other key bit. I, the... I think they might shock a few people this season. Uh, yeah, I think they can grab a couple of wins. And and it seems to me, like I, I said before we started recording, Zebra lost 42-14 to Ealing on the weekend from oh. the English Championship. I think Zebra yeah. might have got worse. I don't know if that's possible, but <laughs> I, think, I think it might have happened. Dean Ryan sitting there going like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Dai Young said that last season, didn't he? Oh, we're off to Italy. Happy days. Oh, no. Uh, sorry, sorry, Dan, yeah. Um, We're getting PTSD, yeah. well. Yeah. <laughs> right. well, we can't mock it. Look, they beat they beat Wales as well, didn't they? That's true, that's true. Yeah. All right, gents. We we gotta we gotta start wrapping this up because um, it's been an absolute pleasure for our first one. But um, just quickly, so there's a ton of other stuff that we'll we'll probably try and talk about in future. Um, things like your episodes, guys. Things like Worcester and finances. I think that's going to be massive. Um, I think that if we we think that's going to be English rugby on its own. I think we're bearing heads in sand. Um, early onset dementia, I think that's going to be massive when all of that starts to kind of unravel itself. Things that I think will really kick in, I've just seen it this week. There's a new TV deal announced for America that um, yeah, we should be all over. But then we've also got this, this thing that was out today, Dan, uh, about... Um, restructuring finances and all of that kind of stuff. What did you see on that, mate? Yeah, so Steph Thomas, um, journalist who works for Westgate Sports Agency, um, wrote for the rugby paper that apparently the WIU are going to table a deal to the professional rugby board this week that basically suggests that they, I think it's a total is about £36 million worth of, of payments over the next, I don't know, five years, I think it was. Um, but that that would come a, a proportion of that would come as a, a loan, uh, so we'd have to pay X amount back then, uh, about a million pounds a year back. Um, and that also they would be asking benefactors at each region. So, uh, Cardiff, we got Uncle Peter, and uh, you guys down in uh, the Scarlets, I think you've got um, uh, Simon Mudrak now as your chairman, haven't you? So, they'd be asking the money men at, at each region to underwrite that loan. And uh, basically bringing benefactors back into the game when only a couple of years ago they were trying to, their best to get rid of them. So, uh, yeah, I'm not, I don't quite know what the WIU are playing at with this whole payments and uh, uh, like funding. Well, it's, it's not even funding really because they're basically paying us to produce players for them. So, um, yeah, it's difficult to to kind of grasp what what uh, they're, they're doing at the top there, but. Uh, it, it certainly doesn't seem to make any sense to anybody who's interested in professional rugby being competitive. And... 
Well, I think that's probably something that's going to start to rumble. That feels like a bit of a snowball that's going to start to kind of build a bit of momentum over the next couple of weeks. So, uh, so yeah, gents, plenty to talk about. Thank you very much for your time this week. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, <laughs> so, big thank you to everybody listening. Big thank you to uh, uh, to Dan and to Carwin uh, for, for joining us. Um, a big shout out to the Dragons. If anybody wants to join us from the Dragons, so guys, email us at regional rugby, oh, for God's sake, Welsh regional rugby pod at gmail.com. I'll get it right one of these days, guys. And uh, fingers crossed, all well and good. We'll be back next week. So uh, thank you for your time, guys. Cheers. Uh, You have been listening to the Rap Podcast with Dan, Carwin and Lee. We'll be back next week with more of the same. So join us then. We'll be discussing the Scarlets versus Dragons game, the Cardiff Zebra game and anything and everything important in Welsh regional rugby. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.